Hello and welcome to episode 144 of Wing Sauce. The Wings are just outside of the playoff spot. Well, they're six games back. Let's let's give them let's give credit where oh, credit's yeah. due. 100%. They're six games or five games back currently from Florida. Yes. And I think that they still have a game at hand or two games at hand on on Pittsburgh. Um but it's looking really good especially the way they've been playing of yeah, late. 100%. So um definitely definitely loving that. Um there's a lot going on with uh trades. I don't even know where where do you want to start? Do you I want mean, to just start with with do we want to get the trade stuff out of the way first and then discuss wings? I feel like I feel like it's going to be I, I mean we could throw darts at at a topic and spend a ton of time on it. There's so much stuff to talk about. Are you talking just about Red Wings or are you talking about just in general trades? Well, that's that. the Red Wings haven't made any trades. That's what I'm saying. Right? I was thinking they only did a signing. That's why I was trying to. Yeah, yeah. No, um, <clears throat> I'm thinking I'm just thinking around the league and then we can discuss uh, Wings and, and, you know, Dustin, I believe you shared this. Um, you shared this, or, or Connor shared this in our chat that said that they are not going to be shopping Bertuzzi because that of how the team's doing. That was that was Connor. Okay. Um, yeah, no, which is which is interesting to see. Uh, which means I feel like Eisenman right there is saying he's a vital part for a um, for a playoff run. He he sees him being a vital part um, in that. In my opinion, otherwise I I don't see why he wouldn't want to, you know, shop him around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the I think the only biggest like the, there's been like one gigantic ridiculous um, trade since we last spoke. In my opinion, um, did you feel like the Ottawa one? Ottawa one was uh, up to par with the three way deal. Um, I it, it I mean, is up there. It. It's it's important, but I mean, because it's Toronto that you, you know what I mean? Because it's Toronto, Ryan O'Reilly, that trade is going to be like the sexiest one of all. Well, yeah. So yeah, so so real quick, Toronto Maple Leafs acquired Ryan O'Reilly, uh Nolachari, and Josh Pillar. Um the Blues acquired a first round pick in twenty twenty three, a third round pick in twenty twenty three, a second round pick in twenty twenty four. Adam Gaudet and McCall Abram Abramoff. I don't know. Sorry about your last Mikhail, name. Uh, yeah, Abramoff or Abramoff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the Minnesota Wild uh, required <clears throat> acquired. Excuse me, a fourth round pick in 2025. Um, the key part of this trade that needs to be pointed out is the Toronto Maple Leafs are only taking on 25 percent of Ryan O'Reilly's salary, which is huge. Due to the fact that they've been in salary cap issues for the last like two years, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, so the, the right there, the Leafs think they're in a good enough position that they're kind of throwing it all in, in my opinion, to say, "Hey, we're making a run for the cup." Yeah, and you know it. It says it says a lot about what Dubis really thinks of this of this group, right? Um, because he could have. We, we've been saying it for the last, especially last year. We said if this team is out in in the first round, you have to blow up the nucleus and and start fresh. You know, obviously you you, you keep Matthews, 
you keep Marner, but then you build around guys like that and and just blow it up. But um, it says a lot they, about what they're what they're doing and the direction that they think that they're heading. One hundred percent. If I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. So this is interesting to think about because if the Leafs don't have the cap space to sign Ryan O'Reilly up in a long term deal, um, that being said, he's a he's he's a UFA after the season. So it's like, did 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 the Toronto Maple Leafs just spend all that on a rental? With with Nolachari, because I mean they, they don't have they don't have the cap space to sign either of those players, in my opinion. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they could they could make some some big roster dumps. Um, and yeah. if if they really if if those two prove to be that much of game changers per se. Uh, but here's here's where I am with it. I it's not new that teams do this, right? You look at last year, the Panthers did did that, um, which is still a little odd to me. They gave so much away um, for, I think it were two guys that didn't really, I mean, you knew you weren't going to sign them, and they ended up winning the President's Trophy, best, best record in the NHL, and then they got bounced in the second round. It's like... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gamble and, and it goes well. Other times it doesn't. So you, you also have to think about this too, Dustin. Like the Leafs, the Leafs are young. They're good. They're going to be good for a while. So if you're going to, if you're going to give up some first rounds, some second rounds, you also have to think about where those, I mean, you're talking about like a 30 overall pick. Or, or like a, a 28th overall pick or whatever. I mean, sure, you can really find diamonds in the rough there. But my point is, I if I am the Leafs, I'm putting I'm I'm th- I'm putting all the chips in, and I'm saying, you know what? Whatever we have to give up because our team's young, so we there's a window of time that we have to get this done. Otherwise, it meant nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's a lot to give. In my opinion, though, it's like you, you almost kind of put yourself in a position where if you're not careful in five, six years, you're not going to have anybody and you're going to be kind of like back to talk, square one. Yeah. Yeah. You talk, yeah. And, 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 and no team really wants to be back to square one. Even in most rebuilds, you still have a couple core players that you're, you're, you're building around. Hence, you know, hence the word rebuild. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, a, a complete entire foundational shift uh no team really wants to experience so we'll, we'll see how this plays out for the uh um <clears throat> uh, the leaves in, in the famous words cotton we'll see how this plays out or what does he say cotton bold, bold strategy cotton. yeah yeah. Bold, yeah exactly so we'll see how this plays out for him um you know what the worst thing, they suck. the worst thing yeah you know what i i am loving the fact that they still haven't won a cup since since the uh the expansion era or whatever but um the worst thing that could happen is you, you see what happened with uh, with the Flyers, let's say, right? The Flyers, I mean, they've won some cups. They won a couple in the 70s, I think. But they the – Broad Street Bullies. Yep. They were they were bad for a little while, and then they were good in, in the 90s. Then they got bad again. Then they got good in, you know, the – like the first decade of the 2000s. And – um, 2010, I think they made it to the finals against Chicago. 
And then after that, they, you know, the thing is to do a rebuild, you want to have something, you want to have some trophies and, and some recognition to realize like, okay, yeah, we can rebuild. We can afford to do it. The saltiest thing is doing a rebuild when your team hasn't won anything. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Nashville. Nashville, of course, they they have President's Trophy. They made it to the finals in 2017. Still, nothing to show for it. And and they're you know they don't really have uh, they don't really have a promising future. No, coming. Not really. I I would say there's a couple of teams that are going to have some interesting uh, next couple of years, just because I feel like they haven't drafted well. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, so next trade on the docket was uh, <clears throat> the Ottawa Senators traded Julian Gauthier. Go- uh, yeah, Gauthier, I think is how Gauthier. you pronounce it. Okay. And then uh, Ty- um, getting Tyler, or excuse me, Rangers acquire Tyler Mott. Uh, Michigan native out of St. Clair. Yep. Um it's I a mean, great the, depth move for them. That, that doesn't say that the, it's just proving again that the Rangers are serious. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're looking for a cup run. They're looking for a long playoff streak. They're 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 trying to get those core those core depth players. To to your point, Tyler, because um, <clears throat> that's what you need in the playoffs. You have to have that depth, or else it's just going to be you're going to find out real quick that it's a it's a long a long time um, from start to finish when it comes to the Stanley Cup. <clears throat> Absolutely. And you really look at the final stretch of this season here. Um, between for the Metropolitan, Carolina's number one right now, Jersey in second, and Rangers at third. I mean, it, it's it's gonna be wild for, for those three. It, we're we're gonna see that I you know, with Carolina, all it takes is a couple of, of you know, just a small skid, like a three game skid. And then Rangers, if they were, you know, if they won three straight, you're in the conversation again. It's like, this is really exciting to see. I mean, let's be real. Boston's going to win the uh, the President's Trophy and clearly the Atlantic. So <coughs> there, there's it. really nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, um, I think you and I did. Yep. I think Connor said Toronto, if I'm not and mistaken. I think, yeah, I, I think so. Either it was either that or Tampa. I can't remember, but, um, but yeah, I, I, what I don't like is how everyone is giving so much attention to Buffalo. Um, um, with just as many games played, almost. I, I think, but yeah, Buffalo's got a game in hand on us. But um, yeah, their their goal differential is a little more, uh, you know, a little more yeah, visually little. appealing than ours. But yeah, um, yeah. But we have Tage Thompson scoring four goals in a in a period. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, that, I mean, that's helpful. He's he's a legit superstar, and we, oh, we've talked 100%. about how Larkin is. He's a damn good player, but is he superstar caliber? No, we did find no. out. However, he is top ten center yeah. in the league. Um, so speaking on that, 
before I lose my train of thought. We were talking about who were we just talking about? What before before Larkin? Yeah. Cage Thompson oh, in Buffalo. Oh, oh nope, disregard me. I was gonna bring up some a, a different stat um that has nothing to do with them. So disregard oh. me. <laughs> um I think I think Connor again, he he was the one who sent this uh sent this graph over and I made sure to send it to Hugh and he made fun of the way that it looked like a third grader puts it put it together and I said, you know what? Stats do not lie. Um so data from 2021 to present expected goals above replacement for 60 minutes, whatever the hell that means. So that means um, according to Connor, cause I think I asked him about this. It means if you put a different player, if you replace him with somebody else, I think is what it is. Hmm. Or like if you're or something like that nature, don't don't <clears throat> listeners don't listen to me. We need our resonant uh, stat decipher on but he's he's busy so anyway go on yeah so clearly number one Connor mcdavid no surprise there number two this is again no surprise austin matthews uh number three was a little bit surprising to me i mean i i considered him being top 10 but not that high jack hughes at number three uh patrice bergeron sitting at fourth place rupe hints another surprise being in the top 10 at number uh number five Leon Dreisaitl, that's not much of a surprise. Tage Thompson, we just we just talked about him. Brock Nelson, uh, Alexander Barkov at ninth, and Dylan Larkin at tenth. So, you know, with with last year, the rookies really stole the show. Um, but you got to look at who our most valuable player was outside of those rookies, and all day it was Larkin and. That, who is it this year? Larkin. I mean, geez, the next person who's even remotely close to the amount of points is Heronic, I think, at 38 points or whatever. Yeah, poor Kubelik. He was he was rocking and rolling there for a minute. Oh, no, Kubelik and Heronic, excuse me. Larkin is 56 points currently, and then tied for second. Kubelik and Hironic at 36 each. Okay. He has 20 more points than than the guys that are in second place. Can we you, get can we get some help around this guy? You know who has a lot of points? Connor McDavid at 102. The next yep. closest person's 80 to it. And that's Leon Dreisidel, which is also <clears throat> ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, I think so he he reached the hundred point threshold at 56 games played yes stupid it's just insane i can't remember was it was it kucherov that eclipsed that um maybe a few years ago when he had like his 127 point season or whatever maybe but i mean this guy this guy is on on pace to getting like 160 points (laughs) yeah that's insane um a couple things before you switch off on trades. Uh, recently, the Red Wings did recall Jacob Verana from the Griffins. Also, the Red Wings signed Ole Mata to a two-year contract extension. Um, I like that signing. I, I, I do I too. I think that's a good signing. I think. What was the dollar it. value on that? Was Cheap. it three? Yeah. It was like three, right? Yeah, yeah, three or something like that. It was worth it. Um, I think he compliments. Uh, I think he. he when him and Ronick play together, I think they complement each other well. So, 
Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely agree. Um, I'm trying to find the uh, – let's see here. Olimata. I'm trying to look up what his um, – oh, here we go. Three million. extension. Was it three? Okay. Three million. That's what I thought. Three million. Three million for, for a solid defenseman. Um, you know, probably not top four when we're really talking about depth, but on this team, yeah. Yeah, currently, yes. Um, yeah. Damn it, Tyler, when you sent over that Eric Carlson trade, I got excited for a second. I was like, could you imagine Sherratt, Carlson, Cider? Holy shit. You want to talk about more mortgaging our future for a guy who's only going to be around for another few years. Right. I mean, you have to San, San Jose is paying him 11 or 11 and a half or something like that for the next four seasons, I think. Yeah, but San Jose has the money to spend. I mean, technically we do too. What we have twenty million, I think, in cap space, which is yeah. But for to have one guy, and the thing is, Carlson this season he's looked like Carlson of like twenty seventeen, and you know his his uh, when he was truly in his prime or just hitting his prime. Um, it's been a little while since we've seen that. I feel like, yeah, but. You know, and someone probably will uh, throw throw the books at him. Um, even though I, I'm willing to bet that San Jose is going to have to retain some of that salary. <laughs> San Jose is another perfect example of of having nothing to show for for your uh, your. You know they they've been good for a long time, but not good enough. They made it to the finals against Pittsburgh in 2016. But couldn't get the job done. Nothing yep. to show for it. I think there's a lot of teams that can't get past that, like comp. Um, so I got a stat real quick before I, I forget it. So I was looking up <clears throat> leading and trailing stats. So hmm. what I found interesting is there's one team in the league right now, currently, that when they're leading in the second period, they, they don't lose. They don't lose. You got to guess who it might be. If they're leading in the second period, yep. Uh, the easy, the easy response would be Boston. Nope. But I'm going to say uh, the Red Wings. No, Columbus Blue Jackets. Wow, and they stink. Yeah, if they're leading in the second period, they have they have not lost a lead when leading in the second period. Wow, they have so they haven't lost a game yep. if they're yep. leading, but so that probably they probably don't lead. Too much in the second is what you're uh, saying. No, they've only had eight games. Okay. Um, Still but, pr- yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. However, they've had 22 losses. So so the <clears throat> the reason oh, I was looking boy. up the stats, I was trying to figure out where the Red Wings were. Uh, so the Red Wings, just in case anyone knows, wants to, is curious. Um, after If they're leading after the first period, the Red Wings are about 70% likely to win. However, this stat I liked. Uh, if they're leading after the second period, they're about ninety percent likely to win. Um, so that means that they're they're pretty they're pretty good um, as far as pretty holding solid, lead. yeah, yeah. Ho- holding a lead. They're eleventh overall in the league, um, tied tied with St. Louis, which is you know Boston. Okay, if you look at Boston, they have some of the highest numbers overall, right? Hmm. Nine point nine six if uh, one percentage after leading in the first, and point nine three eight one percentage after leading in the second. Yeah, it, you know, the the Wings, they've been pretty hot and cold. I got to tell you, though, I've liked 
the hockey that they've been playing lately. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they won one, two, three, four. Yeah. They won five in a row, uh, dating back to the loss from, from Edmonton. They beat Calgary. They beat Vancouver. They beat Vancouver again. Then they, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about the old, uh, the great North hat trick, as I called it. Yeah. Yeah. So, not only did they win on the road, they won on the road against some good clubs. Edmonton I mean, and Calgary is, is, you know, they're no slouch. When we first when we talked last week, I'm pretty sure you guys were saying like you'd be happy with uh, a couple games at hand. So I think I fa- said three and did I say three and one? I don't think so. I think I did. I doubt it. Um, but I am glad they ended up three and one. Tyler, six points is always good to come home with. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor said one and four. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, think, he, I think he did. Or excuse me, one and three. Yeah, so can't go one and four. Losing to Seattle, honestly, I'm not upset with. We've talked about it. They're a hot team this year. Uh, It wasn't. It's not like they didn't play well. That's what I was gonna say. I I don't feel like it was a terrible, a a terrible game. It wasn't lopsided. It wasn't one sided. So I'm pleased with the effort they put into those games. I'm really pleased with the three road wins with a back to back against the uh, the Flames Oilers. That's that's Mm -hmm. big. Um, being able to come out with both those games. I think one of them, um, one of them, uh, <clears throat> Mata had a goal. Larkin's been hot as of late, right? He's had a goal, I think, in almost every... Only so, game he didn't have a goal was the Flames, it looks like. Yeah, he he was named uh, the third star this this week. Four games played, eight points. He had four goals, four assists. So if you're getting two points a game in your third star. I mean, <laughs> it's just right. insane. Right. I mean, Kubelik's getting a little hotter again. He had two goals um, in the yep, play. He's eating up Pew Suter. Yep. Pew Suter. He had a great week. Yeah. He had a great week as well. Um, Bergeron's also having a great week. It's always nice seeing those rookies having some, some, um, some shots on goals and stuff going their way. He had two goals against uh, the, in the Canucks game, which <clears throat> you got to love it. Um, anytime, like I said, we we can we can get those rookies some goals in the net. That's huge. It helps helps build confidence, and I feel like it helps build that lower core that we kind of need to depend on moving forward with the next few years. What do you think of his new nickname? What's the new nickname? Johnny Burgers. I like it for uh, Bergeron. That's kind of like Johnny Ham and Cheese, but I'll take it. So uh, I'm not sure if you if you were watching the I think it was a post game interview. Trevor Thompson. Um, was interviewing Larkin and said something about Yonatan Berggren. And like, that's how he pronounced it. And Larkin's face was like, wait, is that really how you pronounce his name? And he's like, that's how I pronounce it. And he's like, Oh, I just call him Jonathan Berggren. And so after, after that whole exchange, then Larkin and, and Berggren had, um, they had their media availability where they sat down at the table, their, their presser. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Larkin goes, "Hey Trev, we figured it out. He he prefers Johnny Burgers." <laughs> <laughs> That's I like funny. It. Um, yeah, I'll be excited to see if uh, we we can keep uh, Bertuzzi on that note. Just because it, that that I like Bertuzzi, um, I wasn't too upset when I saw that there's an opportunity to trade him, but it, it's it's good to see that he might be here to stay. I'm I'm right there with you, but here here's what I would prefer more um 
we we know that his trade stock is a little bit down. I'm sure that teams still would find a reason to to want to take the gamble on a guy like that. I mean, Here's he's had a couple, he's had a couple assists and some goals lately, but yeah. Yeah, but but consistency is the name of the game typically, you know, now at the NHL. If if you um I I digress. My 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 point is I would rather see how he does for the rest of the season knowing that we can probably sign him a little bit cheaper mm-hmm. and then do that. And worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, you trade him and you know, you, you signed him for cheap. So it's a win-win. Yeah. I don't hate that actually. Um, what else? I guess? Okay. Real quick. Did you see any of the NBA all-star game? Couldn't care less. Didn't That's even good. know that, so that my, it was happening. My cousin likes it basketball, and I was down there for a funeral this past weekend. And oh my god, talk about the worst thing I've ever seen in my life! It, it's it, it was just so bad. Like the NHL does it for the kids, right? Like this was like I, I don't know. It it, it was ter- I didn't want to watch it. It was like they're like doing some like weird passing thing where they're like throwing basketballs through like some rings for points. And there's like, I don't know, not good. And then I got, then after that, I was reading that like a lot of people don't like this new format. So it's like a bunch of, it's not even the best players are even going. It's like, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can, you can really only do so much with basketball. Honestly, you, you can, you can be a little bit more creative with, with hockey just because, you know, there's, the skills competition, in in my opinion, I mean, of course, it's it's an unbiased opinion at that. But the skills competition with hockey is way better than any dunk contest. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I agree. the uh, and not all of the skills comp. Don't don't get me wrong. I really do like the like trick shots and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. I really enjoy those. Like what Zegers did last year with the app uh, when he was wearing the average Joe's like for dodgeball, yeah. I thought that move was really incredible. I thought that, you know, it's something that nobody's done before. And I mean, that guy's just changing, changing the way that the game's played. <laughs> oh yeah. I agree. You have Long tons play. of, you have tons of kids that are, um, you know, they're trying this stuff in the in their might leagues where they Which do awesome. they try to do Michigans and stuff like that and it's like this hot, this game is is changing so much it's exciting but it's also like okay is it changing too quickly i don't know i mean i like the faster paced game um it's nice seeing you know the um the confidence in trying new things that you know normally you wouldn't see out there yeah. No, I I I I admire that. But at what point at what point does it stop? I mean, it's is it going to be I I don't know. For one, I think that people are going to find a way to defend the the Michigan. Um I, I think that people are well, I don't know. I see I say that and then half of me wants to say, "You know what? People as soon as someone figures out how to defend the Michigan, then they're just going to come come up with something else. 
Oh, 100%. They're going to come up with some other kind of move. It's just going to be, I don't know. Who knows? There, there's so much stuff now that they can do with new stick technology. The, the players are better. Um, you know, it's a, it, it goes, it goes, you know, both ways, I guess. It was tech, stick technology and the players are advancing. So, yeah. can we get rid of the trapezoid, please? No. I think that, I think the I think game I, is a lot more fun. To watch when goalies came way out to play to play the puck, and you know what, I I wish that the goalies were able to to hit. So my thing is I <clears throat> I don't think there's yes I don't like the trapezoid I don't think there should be a spot in my opinion where goalies a can't play the puck and b you like if a goalie's coming out and he's guarding the puck in the back of the net. I'm, you should be able to lay him out. Don't don't come out of your net. That's what you have defensemen for. That's not your job. If you're going to come out and play the plug, then you need to play the puck. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, I know that's drop like, your I know shoulder that, and get ready. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know that's probably not like a popular opinion. Oh, he's got goal. But then don't come out of the goal crease. Stay in the goal where you belong, mm-hmm. and then let a defenseman get that puck. You know, otherwise, because it's bullshit. You have you you have the goalies that come back there. You know, you have a forward racing down the ice trying to get the puck. Here, the goalie comes out and blocks, and it's like, no, dude. Like oh, so, some some of the goalie dives out there too. It's like you clip you clip the strap of their pad, and and they're they're falling down like they not even that not even field. that you 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 get a little shaved ice on them. And they're like ah, and they fall over. Yeah, yeah. no. See, I like agree. I you know. Goalies really, I mean, they don't love getting snowed, but it's not the worst thing in the. It's just, it's a, it's disrespect, is what it is. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I love that the game seems to be getting more physical the faster that it gets to. Mm-hmm. We're we're getting to a point now where, like, yes, maybe fighting isn't as. Um, it's not as common as it used to be, which is, it's fine. It, it got to a point where the stage fights were just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and I like fights in hockey. Yeah. That's how it should be. Like it, instead of a, uh, you know, Hey, Hey buddy, I, I really need this one right here. We're down three and my coach is going to, you know, he's going to bag us if I don't do anything. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's like, dude, no. Protect one of your teammates if that's what you really want to do. Um, you know, but the whole stage stuff is, and I think it was uh, New York and New Jersey a few years back had like that line brawl right off the, the drop of the puck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was cool to see at, at first, but it's like, why? Just because it's New York, New York and New Jersey? Right. Like why why did you have to do that? Why like what's the backstory? Why why yeah, why was there a reason to, to do like have a line brawl? Well, I know that Tortorella it was when Torts was coaching um the Rangers at this point, and he didn't like that uh I don't know whoever was coaching the Devils at the time put out their like fourth line grinders against their top guys. And he you know being the home team, you get the last, like you get to see the other team's starting lineup. You get to then change. Holy hell. We just had like a military helicopter fly over us. Our whole house was just shaking. Um, but you get to determine what your lineup is based off of the visiting team's lineup. 
So when uh, when Tortorella saw that, he's like, all right, obviously they they want to start some shit, so I guess we'll do it. That I'm not a big fan of. You know, like if you want to protect your teammate, if you want to, you know, if, if if you want some revenge, that's fine. I'm all for it. Yeah. That's organic. It's not planned, you know, bullshit. Um, that's what makes good rivalries. You might catch somebody. It could be could be a hit that didn't didn't mean to be dirty. But yeah, he didn't like it. it. Didn't set well with your team. You know what? Sometimes you get it to the bell. It's how it is. What I don't what I don't understand too, Dustin. Why is it that a guy like Truba, who ninety percent of his hits are clean, and when he lays somebody out, he absolutely decks them, and it's clean the mm-hmm. majority of the time. Why does he have to answer the bell? I don't get it. I, I get it from, from a team perspective, like, oh, my buddy just got laid out. I'm going to have his back. But so why? on that note, think he's going to stop doing that. On that note, I feel like Cider at some point is going to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. He's going to reverse hit somebody. They're going to get all pissed off because they got reverse hit, and then he's going to have to fight. Well, a reverse hit is not as not as bad. No, I know. Like someone like Truba or like Cronwall, you know what I mean? I mean, Cider's had some pretty nasty reverse hits, though, to be honest. Oh, 100%. But the thing is, that other guy was looking for blood, and Cider gave him a piece of. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's my point, though. So he's coming. He's thinking he's going to lay out Cider. He gets reverse hit. Think about how pissed off you get when you get, when that happens to you. Because you're trying to hit, you're trying to hit the dude. You're like, I'm going to fucking let you out. And then. Here comes cider, but a, reverse, but a reverse hit is a is definitely a mental game because the guy the guy who's skating in on you is like I'm gonna get a piece of you, and when you're the one on your ass, you're like, okay, you know he got me. I you know like you see, so you think it's kind of it kind of grounds you at that point. You think yeah, yeah tip, tip tip your cap to him or whatever. You know like hey, I'll try to get you back later. Like it's not. I've never actually seen somebody get I, pissed I, off a reverse hit. The thing is, you got to know what's happened. But yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it personally where even when like I loved to to reverse hit, even though like I'm I'm a smaller, a smaller guy, my center of gravity was always good, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had big stocky legs and and I loved kind of seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Oh, someone's coming at me. So I'm gonna lower my shoulder at the last second and drop them. Um, but I've never seen somebody get like frustrated because they got their, you know, they <clears throat> someone, got dropped. Someone was saying cider holds a puck longer just to reverse hit people. I would say that's accurate. Wouldn't you? Yeah, if I was cider, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want Dude. this? You want this little puck right here? Come here. Come on and get it. It's Dude. like it's like, it's like the guy at the dollar. Ho ho ho. You almost got it. Yeah. yeah. Than that. Gotta be quicker. Um, you know who I miss? Who? Datsuk? Me too. Well, yeah, but just talking about reverse hits and just being complete animals, Dustin Bufflin. Dude, that's so funny you said that. Bufflin, yes. Yeah. That poor guy just him and the Jets and it was over. He was out. He he still hasn't officially retired. I think he just kind of was just kind of done. Yeah. He looks like he looks like he someone posted a picture of him at like beer skate. He's, and he, he's a big boy. Oh yeah. He he definitely has not been uh doing any conditioning. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I remember that who, what playoff was it? He had both those players picking them up. He had two. Oh, two. that was, um, that was against, uh, Pitts, 
Pittsburgh. No, no, no. It was against Nashville because that, that was Western Conference. Uh, <sighs> Western Conference Finals in 2017. Literally just had both those, both of them. Nope. Come here. He <laughs> yanked him and dragged him like he was their daddy. Oh yeah, it, it was. He's a big boy. That yeah, that's true. It Dude, if, that. if if you're if you're getting dragged around, and you look up and it's big buff, you're you're not doing anything. What are you gonna do? Yeah, but you, you're really gonna try to fight him. That's what I'm saying. You just kind of just go with the flow. You're like, all right, fuck. I guess I'm just gonna sit here and yep. get drugged. Yep. Um, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to mention, uh, as I always like to mention, the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have been doing well, but also Paul Cotter has been uh, playing well. He did have a uh, three goal. Three game or goal three streak? game, yeah, three game goal streak. Nice. Um, and he, he also had four points, or he has points in four straight goal, four straight games. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> looking good this season. Currently, thirty eight games played, fifteen points. Um, it, he, I'm, I'm finally glad he's finally getting um, some opportunities playing that top line, like power play, um, and some of those other. Yeah, I'm, other I things. mean he's. He's getting minutes with uh, with Phil Kessel. I, I I haven't really been watching much lately, so I don't know if that's still the case. I know earlier in the season that's what he that's what he was doing. I yeah, know he's still he's still on one of the top lines playing, so that's good for him. Good, that's really good. That's great for him, actually. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the, the more exposure you get with top lines, uh, hopefully he's learning a lot with with these guys, and he kind of forms it into his own game. What you don't want to happen. Uh, is to play with these skilled guys and then, well, not only that, let, let's say, you know, Phil is uh no spring chicken. If uh, when he's done and Paul's uh, production significantly drops, they're going to be like, Oh, you know, he, he was only productive when, when he was with Phil, Phil, Phil yeah. basically made him. So I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, you know, kind of like the, kind of like a Larkin situation with Zetterberg. How everyone's like, "Oh, Larkin's only good because of Zetterberg," and then and then he proved them wrong in 2018. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, that, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. Even if there is a little bit of a slight regression for Paul, um, I'm still, I think that he's a skilled enough player that he's going to be able to stand on his own. Oh, I do too. I, I, I like watching him play. It's always fun, you know, turn on the TV or turn on the highlights and seeing Paul score on those goals. It's it's uh it's always a pleasure seeing that. <clears throat> yep. Seeing um, number 43. Yeah. Uh can't wait till wait, well, can't wait till the summer. Um a bird's telling me he might join us on a podcast once the season's up. So Oh yeah. Just throwing that out there. What did you send a carrier pigeon? Yep. Nice. <laughs> oh, I can't do a pigeon. I was trying to. Didn't work out too well. <laughs> yeah, it uh, sounded like a fart instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, that was Dustin's ass talking. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Did you have anything else before we kind of wrap up? No, I um so where where are we at here? We have um Washington and then uh two home games, Rangers and Tampa Bay. Mm, yeah. And here's another thing, man. Um you know, the last point that I'll make about all this, it's really good to see the Red Wings doing well because we want to get into the playoffs for one. There's this is a difficult schedule as well. That's that's my other point. I mean, to finish off the season, I mean, this is one of the toughest weeks that we're gonna face here. We got Washington away tomorrow. We're recording on a Monday. 
And then Rangers on Thursday, Saturday, Tampa. It's it's going to be, oh, my God. Ottawa, oh. Ottawa. Oh, be- oh, look at March. March is, March is just, that is a tough month. Holy. Yeah, Boston twice in a row. Yeah, yeah, you got Colorado. Yeah, Islanders. Yeah, Seattle, Carolina. Yeah, it should should be interesting. It's yeah, it'll be very interesting. Um, What do you have the record as uh, for this week? (laughs) I like I like to see I like to see two and one. Who's your one loss? Probably the Rangers. You think so? yeah, I feel like we can beat Washington, and honestly, we beat Tampa. So I don't see why we don't beat them at home again. Honestly, you know, have we lost to um, have we lost to Tampa this year? I don't think so. Ever um, since uh, Newsy, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think we've lost to Tampa this year. Oh, look at this, December sixth. Yeah. So, well. Red Wings lead the series two nothing. So out of the two games that we've played so far, yeah, we're two and zero. We won right? four to two and seven to four. Yep. So so far this season, we haven't lost to them. Ooh, do they do the sweep? I mean, come on, <clears throat> Lalonde's got him down. He knows everything. Yeah, that's true. You know, you sold me. I'm I'm, I'm a two. I'm a two and one as well. And Connor says zero and three. So. I don't know why, but all right, Connor. Yep. Oh. All right. Anything else? Nope. Let's get the puck out of here, though. All right. Well, let's get the puck out of here. See you, boys. <laughs> See you.